3: A lot of topics going on, but here's the good news. Nipples Cuomo in the clear. He'll never see a moment of uncomfort, not because of the sexual assault allegations or the thousands of seniors he murdered by moving them into COVID, or by moving COVID people into nursing homes. That's all fine, too. He's a Democrat, so they're grading on a curve. After all, it's not that bad. A little fondling on the weekends. Some murder and mayhem through your decisions. During the week. That's pretty much as successful as a Democrat governor can be. We've got our own right there,
0: J.B. Pritzker. We have fully vaccinated nearly 90% of Illinois's. <coughs> excuse me.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> little, little, there's something there. I don't know if it's a cream puff or what the hell you got going on in there. But um, here we are a year after vaccines. A year! Three vaccines, boosters, mask on, mask off, shutdowns. The whole nine yards, and we've got 750,000 more people a day infected with COVID. Three blind mice don't know what they're doing, have no idea. And to make you feel even more, I guess this is supposed to make you feel secure. But when you realize we have an 80-year-old who doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, waiting for rice pudding, can't figure out why his socks are wet, in charge, do you feel... More confident or less confident?
4: Social distancing classrooms, even larger classrooms, on buses and everything from bus drivers to buses, the the, the actual bus. Uh There are additional. Uh There's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. Really? Google, quote, COVID test near me. Go there, Google, excuse me, COVID test near me on Google to find the nearest site where you can get a test most often and free.
3: 81 million morons. 81 million morons dead, alive, citizens, non-citizens, existing or non-existing. Thank God for ballot harvesting. Chucky Schumer went to the floor to say the problem with society is that we question the fact that someone voted for this.
4: We're going to see, as you all have been hearing, continued rise in cases.
3: That's good news. Well, then what the hell are you supposed to do, dummy?
5: But this week, Mr. President, this week, we must also acknowledge that the attack on January 6th was not a one-off. It did not materialize at... This is
3: what they have to keep talking about. And you better keep talking about it. Because if people look around and see just how inept, incompetent, and unfit from president to senators... To that 81-year-old moron Nancy Pelosi, corrupt $500 million in insider trading. You're not going to be able to pass all your scams, Chucky. So you better keep the gas on January 6th. You really should, because that's all you got. You ain't got much. You really got nothing. Weaponless insurrection. Then you've got the idea of exactly what happened on election night. Now, some people will remember, most won't, it was a year ago after all, Nobody can remember a year ago that there were 270,000 infected COVID people. Now there's a million. After all your BS, all your promises, all your back to normal, just listen to us for a little while, and we'll get back to normal. I'll tell you what, winning is not the message of the Democrat Marxist mafia, that's for sure. The blue.
5: On the contrary, January 6th was a symptom of a much broader illness. That has now infected the modern Republican Party. An effort to delegitimize our elections rooted in Donald Trump's big lie.
3: Yeah, you better you better distract your people. See, because the Republicans know what you are. The independents know what you are. Libertarians and anybody that can read with an IQ over 60 knows what you are. You're a bought and paid for political whore. And you will eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad. If big pharma, if the military-industrial complex, if big insurance, if any conglomerate pays you. But I know what you're up to because you don't want people to focus on the fact that we've given these drug l's trillions of dollars, trillions. And don't worry, they gave you your 30% back to the Democrat Marxist mafia. After all, remember who's really raking it in during the COVID Fauci-invested flu shutdown.
1: Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you. By Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett Out Front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer.
6: This letter report brought to you by Pfizer.
1: Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion
3: of They own the propaganda wing of this government. They own it. And you better keep the attention off of the failures of Pfizer, of Merck, of every other conglomerate cartel that's been paid trillions of dollars to produce absolute garbage. Nothing. You better continue to hide the, 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 the data that proves this is nothing more than a failed experiment, not just an experiment but this is the definition of failure. You're going to blame it on the Omnicron. You just want people not to have the perspective of exactly what Chuck Schumer and the Marxist mafia Democrats are good for. Political prostitution through and through. These are the whores and the pimps that have destroyed the American way of life, the idea of individual property and liberty and rights. You can't even have your opinion. You can't even point out the obvious Failure that they continue to insist you will give not only to yourself, but to your kids.
5: And while January 6th was only one day, keep the big going. lie lives on and has only grown stronger.
3: The big lie is that you're anything but bought and paid for you two-bit whore. That's the big lie. And you better keep the, the gas pedal on January 6th, because that's an awful thing. And sooner or later, people are going to start to question, what exactly are you talking about? What exactly are you talking about? The right to our opinion as to if 81 million Americans were dumb enough to vote for this dimwit in diapers you people call a president? You better keep the foot on the gas. And that goes for the local tyrants in these Democrat mafia failed states. Like the necklace wonder that keeps stuffing a tie into a crack he continues to pretend is a neck telling other people how to be healthy. So I think
0: that, that the city and the county are doing the right thing for the people of
3: the city and the county. I encourage not the business owners, not the people who want to think for themselves, who want to realize the actual data, the real scientific data. Three vaccines, the booster, all the mandates, the shutdown, the takeover of the economy, the takeover of our life. And what have you produced? Failure. But you did get Pfizer paid off. And then there was those campaign contributions, the biggest on record. And then there were the people who were invested in the drug companies, like the nerd from Microsoft.
7: Nerd!
3: He had a big year. Big year. Biggest donations on record. Who do you give it to? All the political whores of one party. And Big Pharma. But that's not what anybody wants you to focus on.
5: Focus on... The big lie lives on in Republican-dominated state legislatures where at least 19 states have passed 33 new laws that will potentially make it harder, harder for millions to vote in our elections.
3: Only millions of illegals. Only millions of people who don't live in the area see what they've passed. What Chuckie Schumer doesn't want to talk about is voter integrity. Integrity, which this scum party and 80% of the scum Republicans have none of. They just want a piece of the pie. God forbid you make people prove who they are to cast a vote. Because how else could you possibly get a moron with dementia and diapers into the most powerful office on the planet so he could destroy the only country That's built on the enlightenment of the individual. That's built on the principles of an ideological liberty and freedom that we have eroded and given away through the likes of political whores and pimps such as yourself and the companies that bribe your derriere.
5: They say they want to prevent fraud, and they have no evidence of fraud. We all know what they're up to.
3: Your evidence of fraud, you political whore. Because how many times have you given donations and then made sure laws paid off the people who paid you? I'm so sick of pretending this is anything but a pay-to-play scheme. The whole damn government is corrupted through these political horse. What's Chuck Schumer's net worth? Never tried a case, never did anything. Been a, been a senator for 38 years. What's his net worth? Don't let the people look at that. Keep talking about January 6th, because God forbid if they realize who's been bribing you. CBS
1: This Morning, sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family
3: diet.
8: Sponsored by Pfizer.
3: Yeah, that's who's been bribing you, among others. Keep the, keep the gas on. The most misdirection play, this political prostitution mill you call a Senate and a Congress and a White House, has ever perpetrated on the American people, ever, in the history of this country. By the way, don't forget about your bribes from Wall Street. Markets up. The Keynesian Corruption Index up another 245 points. On what? Oh, it must be the news that in November we set another record. 4.5 million people quit their jobs to go on welfare. It's very positive for the economy. Welfare is the way of the new American Keynesian soiree. We better stop them, because they're managing to destroy everything and keep the focus exactly where they want it, on everything but their corruption, but their failure. But the actual fact that they've had a year, that they've shut down the American way of life for a year, and what did it produce? What did it produce? Three times more people sick. Three times the mayhem. Trillions of dollars out the door. Nothing but flushed. That's what happened to the money. They flushed it. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. That's the uh, American government's stance song. You know, I I got a call right before the show that bothered me. And I think that's why I wanted to take the approach of, are you watching just how much failure we're being told is a success? I had enough of that nonsense. It's bad enough when they do it economically. And at least there's grounds to have nuanced differences of economic philosophies. But a friend of mine gave me a call, a mutual friend of ours. His sister-in-law, 36 years old, dead. Three kids. One with special needs. And she believed in this government. She listened to them. She thought there was going to be some difference if you listened and you followed their ticky-tack BS and you put your M95 on and you walked around and you stuffed that experiment into your body. You got how many? 300 soccer players. Heart attacks. They refuse to look at the obvious reality. It is a failure. The government's reaction on every front is a failure. It's a, Now it's a distraction because we're never going to talk about the gain of function invested. We're never going to find out the origin of exactly how this happened and why. We're never going to put two and two together. You know, the last thing you want people to understand is the corruption in the FDA, which is obvious and blatant. And I don't just mean that 11 of the so-called regulators have gone to work for Big Pharma in the last nine months. Months, one giant pay-to-play. Because there are people out there, naive people, who think there is such a thing of as government. Just hide behind that word, so you realize or you, you don't realize that they're just corrupt people that occupy these positions, these bureaucracies, that have destroyed the American way of life. We've had pandemics as recent as nineteen eighteen. There's an article on the front page of a very liberal website. That wants to remind people the flu, the the pandemic in 1918, had a much more dangerous kill rate than the Fauci-invested COVID-19. And it has a kill rate. This girl was 36 years old. The people with the vaccines are the ones that are actually carrying it just as much as the people without. Why don't we revisit that? Why don't we demand something for the trillions of dollars that was paid to Big Pharma other than letting them bribe news or outlets and politicians to glaze over the fact that they are failures? There is no such thing. Sorry, I hate to break it to you. Operation Warp Speed was gaga produced nothing. Liz in Northbrook.
2: hi, I just want to say Sean. Please continue to send out that message because I've had it. This government has no right to regulate what I feel is the science directed. Why are we wearing masks? Why do we have to get vaccinated? None of this is proving out through their own science that it's working out. How dare the government tell me? I was just telling the person on the other line that this today I canceled one of my wine memberships. It's no big deal, but I canceled it after 10 years because. At the end of the day, I need to show my vaccination card. Are you serious? They sent me an email saying I needed to do that. And, and I told the woman, if I were in Tampa, Florida, I wouldn't have to show you anything. I could walk in without a mask. The woman on the other line, I could tell she had been crying. And she's like, I've had two days of people just calling. And we're just a messenger. And I can't believe it, you know, how people are. But thank you for being so articulate. I'm like, absolutely. It's not your fault. She goes, I got to tell you, I feel exactly the same way that you do. But I can't say anything because this company has allowed me to work from home, okay, and so I I have to maintain, you know, my level of professionalism. Bottom line is this. My parents left Cuba with the clothes they were wearing, and at the end of the day, in less than a generation, my sisters and I all became professionals, and we carried on what
3: Love it, Liz, and that's exactly the mindset to have. Your people didn't. Your your mother and father didn't leave slavery in Cuba to enter slavery right. in America. Thank you, Liz, for the call. I truly Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you.
2: Thank okay. you. This
3: is the broader point, and you have a, a media that wants to take glee in the unvaccinated people that die and are sick, but ignores the vaccinated. In there lies the problem, because what they recognize is the more people involved in the lie the less they're going to have to answer for lying. They learned this under George W. Bush and the lie of the reaction to the banker scheme, gangsterism that almost brought down our economy. The more people that benefit from the lie, the less likely they are to have to explain the lying. That's why they continue down this road of failure and deception that Fauci, Biden, Schumer... And all the rest of these eighty-year-old hags that keep telling you you got to give your five-year-old a vaccine when they're all walking around. If it was so deadly, would we be hearing from these eighty-year-olds? I don't think so. Robert Bloomingdale.
9: Hey, Sean. First of all, I'm very sorry about your friend who passed away. And I'll add her well, on the it's list.
3: my friend's. It's my friend's sister-in-law, 36 years old, but I a know. wonderful woman, mother of three, and, and one of the children's. Very sorry.
9: Kids. And you very, know, she believed
3: sorry. in all this nonsense. She listened to all the all the. Frauds that keep calling themselves in charge now you know I mean and and, and and when you have that and you're pointing fingers at unvaccinated people, you know maybe you're relying too much on the fact that the data is cooked, and maybe maybe if you got yourself to an area that allowed you to be free, whatever yeah. life you have i don't care if you're thirty six or ninety six at least live it like a free man
0: or a woman go ahead
9: oh you' you're, you're talking to the choir here, I agree with you. The two questions I want to ask you and the listeners today, number one is how much is this Moderna and Pfizer making per person? And number two, how come illegal immigrants who come into this country don't get the vaccination? They come in, they can spread their germs and diseases all over the place, but we have to be vaccinated. What is your answer to that?
3: Oh, don't forget. They're still airdropping them to different States. I know that air Biden was making trips last night, all over all States. But don't worry, you got to vaccinate your five-year-old. Or if you want to go eat in a restaurant with a tablecloth, you got to show your vaccine card. But if you just broke into the country from some third-world hellhole but promised to vote Democrat in perpetuity, you get to do whatever you want. I'm so sick of these idiots. I am too. The only restraints in this country are to be on government bureaucrats, not me, not you. The idea that we've let big pharma receive trillions and produce this kind of failure? is outrageous. Now give the money back. I want it all back. You produce nothing, give me the money back. Thank you very much, Robert, for the phone call. I want you to hear what Pippi Lystocking said, but you're going to have to wait until uh, after Joanne Jeanette and the news.
4: Crazy days. People
3: would rather make sure that other people bend to the will of the government than think, number one. Number two, we've got a teacher that went to to a student's house to give him the vaccine. So you're not a parent anymore. You don't get to make that decision. If you own a business, you don't get to make any decisions whatsoever. You are merely a revenue agent for the mafia government. And you'll be reminded of it every time you open your door, every time you think for yourself. I'm trying to think what fundamental principle of Americanism still exists in this country. Because if you don't have property over yourself, if you're not the parent to your child, what exactly are you except a slave to the state? People ask me all the time, "Uh, uh, uh, why are they forcing it if it would hurt you? Because they want you involved in the scam, in the lie. You're less likely to object to it if you're in on the lie. This is the greatest example of government failure that we've ever that this country's ever had. And we've had a lot of government failure. One year of listening to these idiots, one year of their phony cures. At what point do you call a liar a liar? I'm lucky, I don't suffer them at all. You get one with me. I don't watch men in costumes, so I don't do three strikes, I don't do quarters, I don't do whatever the hell other analogy there is. One time, which is why I haven't believed a word that came out of the government's mouth since I was old enough to understand. Robbie, Arlington Heights. Yeah, Sean?
6: Yes. It's Robbie, how you doing? Very good. Very
3: good <laughs> Great thing. show.
4: Thank you.
6: Here's what I can't understand, my friend. I uh, had COVID about the same time you did, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, it was a Thanksgiving. So this past Thanksgiving, I waited one year to go to the doctor, and I asked him to give me uh, a check on my uh, antibodies. And sure enough, not only did I have them, but they were still high, okay? Right. And my brother, same thing, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out why, where are my rights? Why do I have to get a vaccination card
4: or vac- you know, vaccinated? Case, in,
3: Robbie, in case you're not watching, in a collective government, there is no individual rights. You don't have any rights, brother. I hate to break it to you, yeah. but I'm going to tell you the truth. You show me where yeah. you have a right. Where do you have a right yeah. to? If you own the business, do you have a right to the business? If you pay all their licensing fees, do you have a right to the business? Or can these morphodites, these freaks in the opposite-sex clothing, at the whim, change the rules of the game? And now in order to stay in business, you will become a collection agent, an enforcer of their tyranny. A vax pass. I don't know, what are those people in uh, in Star Wars in the white costumes called, Misty? You know, you're a Star Wars girl. You're ju- You're just... Stormtrooper. There you go. A vax past stormtrooper. If you own a business, you think you own a business? You don't own anything. You're at the whim of this, dimwit.
2: Um, And what we're hearing from a lot of folks, particularly business people, is they want to create a safe environment, and they're grateful for uh, us imposing uh, this vaccine mandate um, in entertainment venues, so restaurants, bars, gyms, uh, and the like.
3: They're grateful for you imposing these rules. Thank you, Master Thank you, Master. May I have another? Can I get another rule? What else do you want me to do? By the way, go to the Elmhurst uh, 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 Hotel. Tell your friend I said hello. Beth and Joliet.
2: Hi, John. I'd just like to know how come we never hear any comments about the numbers of deaths in hospitals with COVID that were treated with remdesivir, which is a deadly toxin. But that's what Illinois hospitals are offering. Why are they not offering to save people's lives? They use remdesivir for Ebola, and it kills people. But in Illinois, their medication is remdesivir. And we don't get any numbers on how many people actually died after being treated with remdesivir. God, how, many, how
3: many people went to the hospital and were told to go home?
2: I don't know what oh, the hell they're doing yeah, with this. Fight. They're not going
3: know, to guys, explore... Anything that they're not paid to pump into you by Pfizer,
5: I this, is this is what it is.
3: It, 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 it's a it's a joke how these this this healthcare system is owned and operated by big pharma. They're not interested in curing you. They're interested in ringing the register. And now you've got trillions I... of dollars being pumped in. Thank you for the phone call. And that will continue. They're not interested in what Robbie said. He's got the antibodies. Why does he need the vaccine? Because they're selling. They're paying, and they want you to believe all this is free
9: back to uh Back to testing. How can employers
6: be obligated to test unvaccinated workers when there's such a shortage right now? And what will OSHA do when it starts enforcing this rule in a few days when employers say, well, sorry, we can't comply because we can't find any tests?
2: Well, I would, I would first say that two-thirds of, empl- of companies, almost two-thirds of companies, have taken steps to put in place uh, either, either vaccination requirements Or testing requirements. They're all implementing it in a different way. And the leadership of these companies... A lot of
3: people are getting rich. What's the family trust that's invested in the testing at Abbott? I can't remember. Those are not
0: the audience for what we're saying. That's you.
3: Don't forget, tests are free. Just ask that fat slob. Dominic, Glendale Heights.
7: I'm going to tell you, Sean, they're taking everything away from us. Every day, little by little. And there's nobody in the government... That'll stand up for us because big corporations are stealing from us, too. The other thing, every business in Chicago should fold because they won't stand up against that tyrant mayor. And you know what? If you don't, this is unbelievable. It's getting worse and worse every day. I
3: always, Dominic, walked around with a certain pride of being a Chicagoan because I thought Chicagoans, I bought all that BS. Big shoulders, city that works. They're not going to take any guff from some obvious scumbags. They may have to pay them when they got to hang a sign, but everybody knew that was a Democrat mafia-run hellhole anyway. I didn't think that they would step and fetch at the word of this freak dressed like the mentalist. Matt Downers Grove.
7: Oh, hi. Um, love the show. Thank wanted man. to add to what you were talking about
6: earlier about um, pharmaceuticals buying off the media, but
7: what a great business model. They have no liability. The government pre-bought their drugs or the vaccine, yeah, and also four billion billion doses, whether it works or
3: not. Yeah, four billion doses, whether it works or not. And what's what? What happens when it doesn't work? We're going to add another one. We'll call it a booster. We'll sell another four billion, and then we'll sell another four billion. And why do you think they're not giving it? They're not giving it to everybody that needs it. Only the countries that can afford it get it. That's how you know it doesn't work. That's how you know this isn't capitalism. It's corporatism. You're looking at the most corrupt, and you're looking at the future of healthcare. by the way. All these people that want government cheese, government welfare, and government health care, this is what their future is going to look like. You'll take what they give you, you'll shut up and like it, go in the parking lot and grunt it out. Thanks, Matt, for the call. I appreciate it.
6: Chet, on the south side. Hey, Sean. Hey, good afternoon. Great show. Thank you. Hey, I was looking at your chat feed here. Someone brought up on here this Indianapolis-based insurance company. Uh, it's called One America Insurance. Uh, they're showing a 40 percent increase in death benefit claims uh, for individuals between the ages of 18 and 64. Uh, if you drill down into the data, it points to pretty much one thing. It looks like vaccine uh, deaths. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, you right now, about you know,
3: you know what I don't like about this scenario? And you saw it very early on and you saw it when I had on Senator Ron Johnson. He's a senator. He cannot get the information. He gave a platform to people who experienced side effects and they blacklisted it. They redact the information. There's clearly an effort to hide any kind of reaction. Otherwise, why not just talk about it? What are you afraid of? You know what they're afraid of? They're afraid that the people who realize how we've been scammed well, they will realize oh, I- how Pfizer had its record year among all the other ones, all the other nonsense companies that pretend that they have something how about johnson and johnson and by the way what happened to all the settlement for the 15 years you pumped out opioids and told people it was for their own pain oh you're gonna feel better oh am i gonna feel better next thing you know you got mothers shooting hair around into their arm it's disgusting and disgraceful chet and we turn to our abuser for help and this is what it looks like thanks for listening brother i appreciate it very much i gotta go to break pat jackie hang on i'm gonna get to you next Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. if you care to get on the show we'll be back how different things would be if we had a media with integrity, a media that investigated reality instead of spewed this collectivist propaganda BS? You have to see what's on in the studio here. It's the same nonsense. January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. Cuomo Cuomo is is free of all charges. It's just nonstop. Here we are a year later. You got 750,000 more people With a a variant that is supposed to do less damage, yet more people are dying today with the three vaccines, with your booster BS. What are the states? The iron-fisted states have the worst numbers. I'm telling you, I got a a discussion today. Here, let's take uh, Jackie. Tinley Park. Hi, Jackie.
2: Hi, Sean. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, You just just took a, a call from uh, a caller, and I didn't catch her name, but her question to you was something about why are we wearing masks? And my question back to her is, why are you? Sean, I haven't worn a mask. I haven't had a mask on my face since June. I go everywhere. I go to restaurants, I go to the mall, I go to grocery stores, no masks. All you have to do is, is make a stand. Just take your stand. Just do it. Just take and Jackie, off the damn I, mask.
3: I, 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 listen, I, I'm with you to a certain extent, all right? I'm with you to a certain extent. But not everybody has the character or the argumentative nature that wants to go through the headache. And I'll tell you what, and I, 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 I'm guilty of this when I fly because, you know, I go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yes. It's not worth the aggravation to deal with a stewardess over the mask or not. So I had my custom made out of a golf shirt that I could drink water through it. That's what I did to do it. So, uh, you know, because people want to be slaves, number, number one. They want to feel safe and they want to think there is somebody, there is an adult. So they listen to these people who look like adults, even though that their wives are hiding investments worth tens of millions like Fauci. They want to believe that there is such a thing as government rather than failed, corrupted individuals like Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden, the political whore that he is. They want to believe in all of that. So to a certain extent, it's a mixture of, of wanting to be respectful to criminals rather than they're trying to be respectful to a tradition of an office rather than realize exactly what's going on in that office. And it's hard to be combative all the time. So I, you know, I give give a lot of people a break, but I give you credit. I think that's great. Thanks. And when I want to be free, I'm here right now, my home in Florida. That's where I'm free. This state has been very consistent since the beginning because it is led by somebody who is ideologically steeped in Americanism.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And their businesses mm-hmm. do better, their quality of life is better, and it has very little to do with the weather. It's about the climate I, of the political abuse and tyranny. It's the I, of it. I
2: know that, and mm-hmm. I'm following you right out of Illinois as soon as I can. I'm not going to Florida, but I'm going elsewhere. I, I Good. Can't it take doesn't matter anymore. where you go.
3: There's 21 states. 21 states are suing. 21 states are trying to be American. And that's, that's the real optimism and the real hope. Rich and Homer Glenn. Oh, did I not hit it? Sorry. Why isn't it working? Why isn't Rich working, girls, guys, boys? Andy, Northwest Indiana. Why isn't wasn't rich working? Andy, Northwest Indiana.
9: Hey, Sean. I got a question for you. I live in the free state of Indiana. We don't have vaccine mandates. And I recently recovered from the China virus, and I cannot get vaccinated until the end of February at the very earliest. Is Lori Lighten the Loafers' edict? About not going into restaurants going to apply to people like me who don't even live in Chicago?
3: If you want to go to a restaurant in Chicago, then that's it. The restaurant is the slave. The restaurant will will carry out her will. It's just like the old days when the tyrant kings in the different villages. When you go to that village, you're part of that servitude. And you're lucky you're in Indiana. You're making a lot of people wish they were as well, Andy. But um, I want to address, (laughs) thank, thank you, by the way, for the phone call. I wanted to address Rich who wanted to ask if I'm vaccinated. I have been very, very clear. I will not be a guinea pig of an unproven experiment. They, The FDA took 10 years of testing for Viagra, which keeps half of the Chicago aldermen in business on the weekends. Right, Eddie Burke? With his Viagra in his pocket and his phony gold Rolex. I personally only, only try to digest organic foods. I take care of myself. I will not be an experiment of prolific liars. So to answer Rich's question... Not for $10 million would I take it. Not for $15 million. I want Pritzker to put those chubby little pork sausages he calls a finger and write a check, and I'll rip it up in his fat's face because I wouldn't do it, but to each their own. Now, Rich, you do what you want. I've got relatives that did it. I have friends that did it. See, but in my America, you're free to make that choice. You're free and in control to risk your life and your money and your quality, your family, whatever you want to do. See, because I believe in those principles of property over your body, property over your life. That's what America used to be built on. It's okay to be different, unless, of course, you're in a Soviet society or a collectivist, fascistic, Fourth Reich-led tyranny. Then it's not okay to have your own opinion. Then Then you really don't own businesses. Then you're really not in control of your children. You're not to influence them. They are to be turned over to the state. And by the way, then we're not supposed to realize exactly the kind of corruption that's in our economy, but I have got good news for you. I've got Scott Shalady, the cow guy, joining me in the next segment. I am looking forward to it. And then after that, we're going to take all your calls. So, Pat, Megan, I'm sorry I didn't get to you, but I will get to you after Scott Shalady, and he uh, lets us know we still can fix the economy, but the same way we can fix our quality of life. Only if we go back to the American principles that built this country, the principles of liberty, property rights, freedom, that's the only thing that's going to save us. It isn't going to be this idiot with doll hair sewn to his head. Eh, you don't know if I'm talking about Biden or Schumer. It could be either one. It's a toss up. 312 642 5600, but after Scott Shality in the next hour.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now. With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so just follow me we a little controversy it
2: feels so me,
0: Records,
3: records, like records. Pick a Keynesian index. What do you want? The S&P, you want the NASDAQ, you want the Dow Jones, all of these subsidized corporatist, Very, very, very powerful contributors to politicians are doing quite well. I don't know about you, but I know about them. I wanted to bring on my dear friend, Scott Shalady, the cow guy. He's also affiliated with RFD-TV. You've seen him on Fox News. I think he's been on CNBC. He's been everywhere. Everybody knows the cow guy. Scott, how are you?
10: Good afternoon, Sean. How are you?
3: Very good, very good. I, um, it's to the point of ridiculousness where I don't know how I want to really approach this. Aside from this, I think this is very interesting. People do not realize when they raise rates, what we pay on the national debt also increases. Is that not true?
10: Uh, 100% true, and as we got to $30 trillion, that's going to be a big number.
3: So should people, in fact, be cheering for rate increases in hopes that the failed Fed that has been promising to be in control of inflation since 1913 and has failed miserably since its conception, should the people really be cheering for rate hikes?
10: No, and I, I mean, I don't know why anybody... Well, it, it's uh, it's convoluted, but I don't know why anybody would do that. But, but the, you know, they've got everybody conned into uh, believing something like what's been happening with COVID. I mean, everybody wants to eat the government cheese, and here's what I'll say. I've been doing this job for 35 years, and I've traded a lot of interest rate hikes and cuts, and I'll tell you what, I've never in my life seen the Fed want to raise interest rates into the teeth of an economy that I don't believe is doing that well. I mean, you only raise interest rates for two reasons, to cool off an overheating economy or to get out in front of an economy that's just about to overheat. Can anybody tell me that the U.S. economy is overheating right now? I got a lot of arguments to say it's not, and actually I got arguments to say it's the other way.
3: There's a, a, a um a trick that I've noticed is if you get people to repeat a bad idea enough, before you know it that idea is your reality. And we have an unfunded liability that the US government admits to in tune of 86 trillion dollars. The personal debt of every single individual coupled with what they owe the government to me, is evidence that very few of us are not bankrupt by the technical definition of bankrupt. In fact, I believe America is bankrupt by what we see, no matter what the revenue is, as it's also setting records for revenue each and every month. It constantly has a $2, tri- $2 trillion if you're lucky, $3 trillion if you're obvious, in a deficit. At what point can this shell game come to an end? I mean, doesn't it have to at a certain point, when they raise these rates, and our... Our interest payments to ourselves and the corrupt Wall Street banksters goes up. Shouldn't that be an indication that maybe, maybe we should reevaluate exactly the system of this Keynesian soiree we call an economy is?
10: Well, they're, they're doing a shell game. It's like, they don't look over here because I mean, we just went over um, 100% of our GDP as far as debt, right? They're not looking at the debt as a bad thing they look the other way and think, well, Japan's over 200%, so we've got a lot of room to go here. That's what they're thinking. They're not thinking, hey, this is probably not a good idea. They're thinking the next-door neighbor's got a way bigger mortgage, so what's the problem? I can, I can borrow that. And that's where we're at right now. So it's a shell game. Don't look over here. Look over to Japan. That's a good example of what we can do. They're way, way, way in over their heads. We're not close to – we're over our heads, but you know, the water can get a lot deeper, so relax. That's what they're thinking.
3: Does it matter anymore? You know, I mean, if you break the debt per U.S. citizen, every man, woman, and child owes $89,000 to the federal debt.
10: No, it's more than that now. Is it more than that? I
3: think it's like $230,000. $230,000. Well, at that point... Something like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, debt per taxpayer, you're right. $237,000, debt per taxpayer. But per yep. citizen, it's eighty nine for every man, woman, and child. Okay. When When these people who are advocating for more government welfare, we now have the highest record on record people per month that are just leaving their job with no other job they're just i give up they're retiring or whatever the case is 4.5 million last month when you when you realize that the government spending translates to somebody has to get that money isn't it only reality that they have to continue to create more taxes on the people who are still in necessity of actually working that through one reason or another do not want to turn into welfare roaches that continue to try and make a living. At a certain point, you're gonna go back to those levels of seventy and eighty percent income taxes. Are you not? How else can you keep this scheme going?
10: Right. There look if you've got uh, if you're the goose that lays the golden egg, you have got a big target on your back and they're coming for you. And they've started already and it's to the tune of say real estate tax, because you've got a lot of money, your house has gone up in value, we're going to come for that. I mean, there is nowhere to turn. And arguably, if you're really pessimistic, there aren't a lot of ways out of this, Sean. That's the problem. Because nobody's got the stomach to stop spending. That's it. We don't have a taxation problem. We have a spending problem. And who's going to be able to stop the spending? I don't know. Even uh, either side of the aisle, they can't do it. So until we come to a point where people realize that, hey, but we're already over 50% of the electorate, I think, is now on welfare, some sort of yeah. government welfare, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what are, who, who are those people, who are they going to vote for? You tell me. So we're, now we're going to be, uh, you know, less and less of the population is going be supporting more and more of the population. until the less and less of the, you know, the smaller part of the population is going, you know what? Thank you, Bob. And I give up. And maybe that's how it ends. I don't know. It's probably got another 10 years to go. It's not going to be like some sort of panacea overnight event. It's going to be more of an evolution. But we're going to get there at some point in time because nobody's got the stomach to stop spending.
3: It's it's the old John Maynard Keynes, how does it end? Who cares? We'll be dead. Um, when you see market <laughs> market uh, so-called experts give analyze our current circumstance, and you see the, the, the guys who are saying, no, I, these companies have good earnings, and you realize that some of them are valued at, what, 35 times? Um, what their revenue is, and the old-fashioned way of looking for a good company no longer exists, that the new model is, are they favored by the government? Will there, do you think, are there enough capitalists left to say, okay, enough is enough with this, and uh, let's make it stop? Or will it just go into favoritism, get your lobbyist, and try to get in on the
10: scam? No, it, it's it's like the government, Sean. I mean, if you're if you're running money, you're a money manager, right? You can't afford to be on the ship you're going to lose all your money. So you got to play the game. And here's the game. I would like to take a look at this against the graph of the US national debt. But it took 44 years for Apple to turn into a trillion dollar con- uh, company. Uh, two years later, it turned into a two trillion dollar company. And 15 months later, it turned into a three trillion dollar company. Now, you can imagine what that graph looks like. What do you think the national debt graph looks like, too? Because I bet you they're very, very similar. Because all that money came out of the US government and into a lot of those places. And not to say that Apple doesn't give you a good product, but 44 years to make a trillion and then two years for two trillion, and fifteen 15 months for three trillion, something smells to me.
3: Yeah, it, it also explains, you know, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about the different forms of extortion we face when Democrats are in office and the way in which they're talking about taxes and then the, the hidden tax of inflation and the percentage tax that the municipalities and the state and the local and how they're really incentivized. Not to stop inflation, but to make sure inflation goes crazy because they make more money on the on the on the taxes and then you think of the regulation that hits this month, where people that are forced if you 're like seventy two years old and you have an old fashioned honest pension or honest retirement fund, you have to take your disbursement or the government comes in and confiscates fifty percent in the form of penalties. Are we not standing on on a year of massively increased penalties in the financial world, and um, disincentivized capital gain tax and inheritance tax? Isn't that really what they need to get passed in these bills?
10: Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and again, that's you're you're part of that golden goose, you know, economy. They're going to be coming for anything that's got dollar signs attached to it. That's the problem, because they can't stop the spending. They're they're drunken sailors. The only difference between the government and drunken sailors is the drunken sailors spend their own money, <laughs> right? Exactly. They they spend everybody else's money, and and so I, I don't know how to get it across to people more clearly except for the fact that everything we do is hurting the, the man on the street that actually does a job and has uh, you know and has um, some sort of honor left that he still wants to produce, right? Because uh, you know I'm I'm in a small. Well, we're in 54 million homes, but I'm in a, a cable news channel where I ask all the kids between, say, the ages of 25 and 35 in, in the production room, uh, amongst all your friend groups, how many of them you know, in your age would take you know, 50, 60 grand a year from the government, the government cheese, uh, for the rest of their lives for not having to do a thing? And the awesome. answer is about 50%. 50%. I find it shocking. The the government's giving you heroin so that you trade away your hopes and your dreams. And it just sickens sickens by mean, Vince Lombardi's rolling over his grave. There's no, nobody's, you know, the sweat of of the hard work of a day when you're standing on the porch and looking at what you just did is gone.
3: Yeah. COVID has been a massive payout to the corruption in our financial system. There's no question about it. If you were on the inside, you had a great great year a year ago oil on the national market was trading at about 36 dollars a barrel now it's commonplace to be 80 there are predictions from the devil called goldman sachs that see it at 160 dollars 150 dollars at the same time that biden was sworn in he hampered and hamstrung american oil production but strengthened all the enemies of america whether it be Vladimir Putin, whether it be the Saudis, but also the American companies that are invested all throughout the world. Is he, in fact, incentivized through the corporatist oil companies to continue to make it difficult for America to get back to energy producing positive?
10: Well, we'll you're exactly right. Hold on. For an economy to thrive in these cheap energy, bottom line, I mean, and, and for an economy to get rid of inflation, inflation is a big part of that. Um, uh, well, energy is a big part of the inflation issue. So you need to get rid of that expensive energy to kind of get back on your feet. And he's just written that off. That's not going to happen. So everybody needs to know that you're going to be, you know, between you know, for this year, the year of 2022, you know, however much you drive, you're gonna to have to pay between three and five hundred bucks a year extra for that gasoline to put in your tank maybe more. and really that three to five hundred maybe more number it's just you subsidizing all the other countries out there to let them let them continue to burn fossil fuels. That's it. That's it. you're throwing our own industry under the bus and paying other people so that they can continue to carry on as is. For this idea of some sort of green energy, you know, green energy, and try to force us all over to electric cars, these are evolutionary things. They're not revolutionary. You know, and the American people are smart. If it's a better idea, they'll do it. But show it to us. That's all.
3: Musk is now today worth three hundred and four billion dollars. Can you explain to me how? When he doesn't make money.
10: <laughs> well. <laughs> it's uh the pt he's pt barnum
11: it's really i mean he's something.
10: a gr- he's a brilliant man but he's pt barnum and so he's got wall street on every single one of his his escapades one of you know from electric cars to spacex and they're buying in and they're buying in big time and so as you see that national debt go up or you see the government sprinkle more fiat money into this economy that's where it goes right the government thinks that they're going to be helping everybody and trying to you know bring that wealth gap together when all they really do is spread it apart because that money goes into the stock market. It goes into companies like Tesla or SpaceX or whatever. And it just makes it worse. The fiat money, the money that they sprinkle into our economy makes everything worse and gives the upper 10% even more money, more capital and more gains. And they can't see them. They can't see that. And so they're going to do it again and they're going to do it again. It's going to be worse and it's going to get worse. The best thing that they could do, the best thing that they could do is stop spending
3: money. Yeah. You know, there's a, a growing outcry by the the far left to curb the idea that Congress peoples, birthing peoples and others, and their, their their conglomerates, their little offices, can continue to insider trade. Don't you think there is an opportunity here for Republicans to jump on it and guarantee that if elected, they will be on the shadow of a doubt. Stop insider trading that's perpetrated by congressmen and senators all the way up to the president. Don't you think there is an opportunity in all this mayhem for Republicans who may not have wanted to run to come out and run on the basis and fundamental principles of capitalism and Americanism to seize back our country?
10: Yeah, all the new guys. But how many Republicans are taking advantage of it, too, right now? Well, they're, you know, they're going like to vote the money out of their own pockets. I'd like. To I think, think there is too, right. but I think that's a great idea. And, I, and so, term limits is a great idea. Term limits still should be done at the ballot box, but for some reason that doesn't happen. Um, you know, we've got a lot of. I, yeah, that would be a great thing to run on. I mean, I can't believe that's even true. I can't believe we're having a conversation. And you know, I've been in this business again thirty-five years. It's so regulated. I can't. You know, the things I cannot do are, are you know outnumber the things I can do by fifty to one, and for yeah. that to still be able to go on in twenty twenty two is an absolute. It's 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 a farce.
3: I think that the, if, the, if the Fed raises the rate, the reaction will be so swift, so violent, they will go back. We've had a history, in fact, that is a precedent where that's happened in the past. Uh, do you think they're even going to raise the rate, or do you think it's just going to be all lip service?
10: I'm still in the camp of more lip service than raising. I mean, they, they, they say they're going to try to do three. Maybe they sneak one by us, but I tell you what, if there's any new tax hikes or if there's any new calamities with the economy and the administration we've got now, That'll change very, very quickly, and they'll go back to their dovish stance because, you know, these things, these stock market rallies that we're in the midst of right now, are only really squashed by one thing, and that's a misstep by the Fed. That's really what ends these things. Yeah. And so, if they want to do that, and they want to go down on record as you know, stamping down, you know, stamping down one of the best bull markets we've ever seen, then that's what's going to happen. But I think that, you know, I watch the yield curve a lot. It's it's steepening a little bit, but if it ever gets back down to that flat-ish part, that's the yield curve. The bond market's bigger than the stock market. And for me, it's been telling me that hey, it's been flashing caution. Don't get too far out over your skis here. That's what the bond market's been telling me.
3: Yeah, I love it. I'm still, not, I'm still in. You know, I'm still uh, pro other currencies. I think we're destroying this one, but in the meantime, I have Scott Chality to rely on for good, sound fiscal <laughs> advice. I want to tell you, I really do appreciate you. I love seeing you on Stuart Varney, and I love seeing you at RFD TV. Keep it up.
10: Yeah. uh, I'm out here in the Scottsdale sun having a cigar for you, brother.
3: Well, listen, you always remember, tan chub looks better than pale chub. So get yourself a tan.
10: uh, No, it's it's balloons have no wrinkles. That's what I (laughs) said.
3: You're aging beautifully. I I appreciate (laughs) you coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this.
2: I was having a conversation at a
3: place I go to uh, in between showings and in between phone calls and there were a bunch of guys there and we were talking about the economy see because what it really boils down to is when you're steeped in these kind of lies and failure it chokes off the opportunity for your personal economy to mean anything it's eroded by fraud you can't really influence or change this is why it's the most important thing to have these conversations i got a couple talks you know during the Scott Shalady segment, where, you know, you guys are getting too technical. No, we're not at all. This is the most important way that your future is stolen. Through the misappropriation of the fiduciary agreement we have with government. Do you realize that they are reaping more money than ever imaginable? Every single month. And it's not enough. Which is the technical definition of bankruptcy. Now, the only difference between us and Greece is we can say, okay, more money, more debt. But what that means is less future, less opportunity, more dictators who are just fine.
2: Look, my goal is to make sure that we never shut down again. It was devastating on our economy, on small business people, on employees. Um, if we have to do that, certainly I'm not going to take that off the table. Because her
3: world never changed. The people we've allowed to seize our businesses, to seize our future, to put us into bankruptcy, are never affected by the decisions. It's not just the salaries or the pensions. It's the expense accounts. It's the financial skullduggery that we're used to. Stop worshiping government. It is not a religion. These are not saints. These are people who, for the most part, have never done anything but tell a good lie. It's time we reject it all. Megan, Orland Park.
2: Hey, Sean, um, I wanted to let you know that yesterday, um, I decided to take my son out to lunch and I wanted to sit down with him. We went to Panera Bread and there was a line, they were only taking people through the drive-through I and I don't wanna have trying to eat a bowl of soup and a sandwich in the car. So we went to uh, another restaurant, um, to check our vaccine pass. It turns out that Mayor Pico, um, I think his first name's Keith, is a phenomenal um, mayor in that he's not going to have these businesses enforce the vaccine mandate the That's time. the
3: protection. That's the only protection. If you have a business in a municipality, that is the last way you can be protected by government. You need a municipality. You need peace officers. You need the, the, the regulators in that municipality to say, no, I side with the businesses. I side with the people. That is the only way. You can have any sense of private business ownership. The idea that we are sitting complacently by, well, these corrupt frauds turn the business owners and the citizens into tax collectors, into enforcers, into stormtroopers. Hey, I want to see your vaccine card. You don't have the right to ask me anything. And by the way, hurry up. Last time I came here, my soup was cold. This is what we're talking about. I'm getting bossed around by stewardesses and waiters, for God's sakes. Mind your damn business and get the sandwich, dummy. I'm so sick and tired of this. I am not somebody's plaything slave. I will not bend knee to man. I'm an American, damn it. You don't tell me anything. And by the way, give me the vest back. It's a man's vest. 312-642-5600. I'll be right back. Yeah, that's
4: my kind of
3: night. NBC News. With skyrocketing cases, the importance of masks have never been more than right now. I mean, it's just the same nonsense. They got, they got nothing. You got nothing. You're a failure. You're wrong, proven wrong every minute of every day. Mike on the south side.
9: Hey, how are you? Good. How are you, buddy? Listen, listen. I I, I gotta. I, I, somebody told me about this radio station and the show, and I, I have to find a way to let all the people know that that everyone I know that's vaccinated is pretty sick right now. Uh, the uh, I know a couple of people that are not vaccinated, got, including myself, we got the same thing, but I got over it. I got over it in just a matter of hours. Like overnight, I was fine. But the vaccinated people are really sick. I, I got to tell everybody. I got to warn them. They told me to call this oh, radio station. Another thing, you. my son works at. Another thing, my son. He works at uh, at, a, at a hospital. Uh, he's, he. Uh, I asked him about the ICUs, and he told me uh, about the people and the condition of the people. He told me everybody in there right now is uh, is, is is way overweight. I asked him how many of those people. He said all of them, a hundred percent of them. not, Mike, not there's not, a couple not of things.
3: A couple of statistics you touched upon. Number one, when you go through the actual data of the people who have unfortunately succumbed to the virus, 80% of them are clinically obese, 80. The other
9: thing is... Well, my son told me all of them are in, in, right now, where he's well, at.
3: I appreciate the call very much, Mike. The other thing that's crucially important is what you're saying in regards, and I'm not suggesting that it's only... It, people are sick. But one thing's for certain, the vaccine is not doing its job. If you're kind, it's not doing its job. The other thing is Robert Malone, a year ago in February, he was the one who invented the MNRA, spike protein vaccine, said he didn't like what he was seeing. That's all he said. This is the guy who, the the so-called vaccine, his is the science that it is based on. He's been deplatformed for speaking against it. In there lies the issue. It is a con. Sorry, it just is. Otherwise, why would you not want to talk about it? We are in the year 2021, and the government's biggest mission is to take away 2022. Sorry. And the government's biggest mission is to take away the First Amendment, is to take away the right of your opinion. You don't get it if you don't agree with the state. These are scary, scary things. And it does explain the rest of it, why we're all still slaves to these idiots, to this nonsense, to taking away our business and our property. Pat, Southside.
2: Oh, hi, Sean. Um, I actually had two comments. One was just the uh, hopefully the irony is lost on uh, your listeners that Lori and the Democrats feel that it's perfectly okay to ask us for ID cards. And, voting. you know, to eat in a restaurant, but then they don't think it's required or necessary when you're going to vote. So it's just I, almost such a love, utter... I almost love it, Pat,
3: because you're on the South Side, and I'm sure you're surrounded by Democrats who have supported the Irish Mafia short in the Pants Madigan for years. And the irony is yeah. so obvious, it's very difficult to deny. And that's the good mm-hmm. news in it. And that's what you have to keep pointing out. Point out the obvious. They are corrupt. Exactly. They are deceitful. And what they try to legitimize is fraud at each and every turn. And I don't care what topic you're talking about, whether it's economic, whether it's their scheme of socialist utopia, or whether it's the idea that they are representatives instead of rulers. Thank you, Pat, for the call. Stay strong on the South Side. Chuck, Dullivan.
6: Hey, I'm going to be all over the place. A couple of years ago, I was doing $125,000. I took 600 dozen eggs into Chicago for 16 restaurants, farmhouse, restaurant, Hubbard Inn. Uh, Blue Door Cafe, I was running them in there, and uh, they totally put me out of business, and uh, now they got the mask mandate back. You know, Chicago had the yards, Chicago had the steel mills, the Chicago had Michigan Avenue, back when I was Drake Hotel Santa and Marshall Field Santa, the concierge at Drake Hotel told me, he says, don't talk to these kids, they don't understand you, they're from all over the world. Guess what? Nobody came for this year for Chicago. Nobody came to see anything. They blanked by matter, completely wiped out Michigan Avenue. So you know what? All you guys that voted for the people that are there with Pritzker, tell Pritzker to stay out of my state and stop coming up to Lake Geneva. And they completely destroyed You're your town, your city. You're luring
3: him there with your delicious cheese. You're luring him there. You cannot make the kind of quality, creamy cheese that Wisconsin makes and expect to keep a Pritzker out of there the hell's wrong with you? You brought it on to yourself. It's like a drug dealer not wanting a trust fund baby to drive down the Eisenhower. It just happens you're luring him there with your business. Thank you very much, Chuck. I do appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Joseph Lake Forest.
9: On Steve Bannon's show this morning, he said that uh, medical doctors have been attempting to get samples of the vaccine to analyze what's in it, and they've refused to do, to do it so far.
3: I, I didn't, you know, I don't I didn't listen and I I didn't validate it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Would you be surprised, Joseph? You've got the only thing no, in his, it, the only thing in Big Pharma. The only thing. You buy an aspirin. Go go to the store and buy Tylenol and turn the bottle over and look at everything that they warn you. Where's the warning label on the vaccine? Where's the warning label? Yes, Where's the description of the ingredients? We're living in the reality a well, year later. 750,000 more people are infected with the flu. The death rate is higher. The amount of people, anyway, is higher. And this is with the three vaccines, with trillions of dollars paid to Big Pharma. So, Joseph, the last thing they want people to to know is what the hell is in it, because you might find out you don't like it, and they can't afford that.
6: Derek, Racine, Wisconsin. Hey, first-time caller. Am I on? You're on, babe. Hey. Um, I just wanted to say, um, I've listened to you since the start of the pandemic. Um, you have kind of been my beacon of hope. Um, hope my nose isn't too Brown, but I decided not to get the vaccine.
3: Go ahead.
6: Yeah. (laughs) I decided not to get the vaccine. Uh, I am a federal contractor. Um, I was, uh, told to get the vaccine and then did my religious exemption. And uh, I remember you saying it's going to get tough, you know, and it, it got tough and I, uh, still haven't gotten it and I'm still employed. And, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for that, and I also learned, learned to drive on a 1985 Tornado Caliente. I thought you would appreciate it.
3: Oh, that. what
6: a car.
3: My guy, Lance Romance, had one, and his license plates were Lance. I couldn't get the Caliente. We had the regular Tornado. I always was envious. Uh, of
6: well, to be fair, it was my mom's car. So uh, it's all
3: right. Mine was my mom's, too. I bought my own Riviera, though. Parked it next to hers. It <laughs> looked a little better. Derek, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And here's the thing. Take care. I'm not advocating for people to not have the choice to get it. If you... Listen, if you worship government, if you think these Democrats are anything other than what they are, it's your life. Live it. I'm not a fascist. They are. But you certainly shouldn't bend knee to something you don't I'm want. I'm
6: not to. going to. And here's why. I went to Iraq with a unit out, out of, uh, on, third, on uh, Foster Avenue, um, H&S Company, 2nd Battalion, 24th Marines. And uh, I, I know what freedom costs. And I, I want to be free. I'm not going to say bend I'll tell knee. You. So
3: I love it. I love it. And I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. If I hook it Well, with my thank man, you for your time. Have he'll tell you time. how the 1959 Pathfinders were the real deal, but I appreciate you there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those old Marines are always fighting and bragging with each other. John Tinley Park.
6: Hey, uh, yeah, I just want to comment about the mask mandate. I know a lady called in uh, from Tinley Park, I think maybe an hour or so ago. And yeah. you mentioned that when you're on a plane, you wear a mask, you know, because you want to avoid the confrontation and you know, it's inconvenient if you're always, having these confrontations and i just say you know people who are wearing the mask and know it don't doesn't work it's just they're perpetuating a lie and anyone who keeps doing that is perpetuating a lie as far as inconvenience
3: but but, but john have you ever
6: inconvenience it's inconvenience to lie to me and say that this is protecting everyone it's such a farce it's a john you know the thing about
3: flying commercial though i mean you do do you ever read the back of your plane ticket for those, hours, I don't know, but I like the guy who wore a song for a mask. That was funny. <laughs> I saw too. I like he had a red one, but he also uh, I thought that was good too. I can't believe that they took him off the plane. I thought they should have given him a free ticket. But I, I he's going to have saying, a
6: lawsuit on his hand. He had a mask on. Just, he didn't do anything wrong. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry.
3: No, mine's the custom one. Honest to God, it's made from one of those those uh, those climate controlled uh, golf shirts. I'm you could you waterboard you. through it. I, I, I love <laughs> it. It's just fantastic. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. And I agree, but there are some rules of business that I also agree with too, and if people you know what a great experiment it would be if people were actually allowed to run their business, if people only wanted to let vaccine, if they owned a restaurant, I only want vaccine, vaccine only great now tell me i uh, to go there and now if another guy had a business across the street and he said, "No, I want freedom only, so I'm not going to ask you, you' do whatever you want, you come in here, all come on, come all, great, and then you, the consumer, could make that choice, but see. In a Soviet collectivist society, you cannot afford to be free. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. Sure, it didn't work out in Russia. Not too good in Nazi Germany. Really doesn't work out in Cuba. In fact, it's so despotic, people are willing to try to swim 90 miles to get the freedom. Some of them are disappointed when they get here, and they realize we've adopted the Castro way of life. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. got an idea. I want to run it past you. Sure. So... You know, all the pharmaceutical companies, I mean, they're all protected. They uh,
6: they don't, uh, you can't sue them. You can't, uh, hit, uh, with any, you're going to get uh, me in
3: trouble like yesterday, but go
6: ahead, say what you got to say. But, okay. But what about these companies and these people that, that have businesses that want to go along with all this derelict stuff and force this stuff
7: on their employees and everything? They get the vaccine and everything. Can't we, uh, like, if we have a friend that's a lawyer and say, hey, uh, if, if, if this guy gets sick, or anybody gets sick from, uh,
6: you force them to get the vax, you're going to ha- be responsible and everything, and they should be because they're not used, off the hook.
3: I used to be more optimistic about law in this country. But when I saw yesterday, and, and, and here's the thing I'm going to say to you. Number one, this is Trump's fault. I'm going to stick up for him in a minute, though, but just hang on. But people get crazy when I say that. He's the one who cut the agreement with Big Pharma that they would be held harmless for any negative results of the vaccine. That, to me, is a huge problem. But when it comes to the judicial system, the justice system in America, when you see these rogue Marxist prosecutors that can go after, pick and choose who to prosecute, while not prosecuting the Harry Reid and his family, the Nancy Pelosi and her family, while protecting big pharma because they've been paid to do so, by protecting the industrial complex because they're they're paid to do so, I don't know if we can turn to him as the shield as it's supposed to be intended. 312
7: 642 5600. I'll be back. I still
3: star. can't believe how fast this show is. Baby Unbelievable. Everything went fast. Even Christmas, I went back to the sewer. It was fast. Susan, West Chicago.
2: Hi, Sean. I'm, I forgot to tell you yesterday that my husband and I are both unvaccinated. We're 80 and 83, by the way. But anyway, we had an unvaccinated Christmas tree. Oh, no needles, only balls.
3: (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Susan. (laughs) Double entendre specialist.
7: Far better than
3: Dave and Lancey. Not even close. Don Bloomingdale.
7: Sean, the vaccine's worth exactly what you paid for it. Nothing. But that's not why I called. Oh,
3: brother, we paid trillions. But go ahead. (laughs) <laughs>
7: yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we always pay. We pay for everything. But but you know with everything going on and the cost of living going up and everything's costing more money. And what's our fearless president do? Yesterday he goes after the big meat manufacturers. And what he says was fifty percent. Hold on, hold, of the on, hold on, on, babe.
3: About-
4: Listen, you you say it. I got it. But I was sitting in my kitchen yesterday, and there's a sunroom <laughs> off the kitchen, and my wife was there with her sister and a good friend named oh, Marianne. And she was saying, "Do you realize it's over five dollars for a pound of hamburger meat? five dollars so then he had his slave
3: make it for him. You think this idiot ever bought anything please he doesn't
7: know what a, he doesn't know what a debit card is hey oh, Sean yeah. so he says fifty percent of the meat produced in the United States is by three major corporations, but what he failed to say is fifty percent of the other meat is produced by independent contractors and small businesses but he is not going after them he's going after the big guys what about big pharma what about big education nobody better watch his mouth
3: because those three companies bribe these political whores and pimps and their lobbyists to make sure they're void of competition so he better watch his mouth because this whore has been bought and sold since the 70s he'll step and fetch now he's got to protect pfizer because remember no matter no matter what you want to admit to
1: is brought to you by Pfizer CBS health watch sponsored by Pfizer Anderson Cooper 360 brought to you by Pfizer ABC News Nightline brought to you by Pfizer. you know
3: that Anderson Cooper the Commodore Vanderbilt's biggest disgrace Anderson Cooper when he got out of college worked for the CIA for three years oh huh. how many people knew that it does explain why he's spewing that propaganda? That and the fact that Pfizer owns his dairy—it explains quite a bit.
1: Making a difference, brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight,
3: brought to you by Pfizer. All right, let's go to the phone. Kasha, Jefferson Parker. Love the name. Hi, Sean. Hi. How, how are, are you? I'm, wonderful.
2: I'm I'm hoping to win that sweatshirt that you were giving away yesterday. So I have a good one for you today. All right. Um, I will not wear it on my face. I will not wear it in any place. I will not wear it to get in. I will not wear it on my chin. I will not wear it on my ear. I will not wear it out of fear. I will not wear your stupid mask. I will not wear it. Do not ask.
3: Kasha gets a hoodie. Sean Thompson show. She's on hold. Misty, make sure she gets it. We will be back. I've got Judd Dunning. You know I love Judd Dunning. We'll be back after this. been listening to me for a while you know i have a california connection he's a writer a comedian a producer host of the comic late night political news podcast unapologetic he's my friend i love having him on he's steeped in the american principles that we all used to be in that uh, this country has decided to give away as it has adopted a new mind of uh, of servitude that it can't get enough of and demands we all capitulate to judd dunning thank you so much for
7: joining me how are you Sean Thompson, good to be back. I'm, I'm loving your guests. I'm loving your show, buddy. Uh, I know what, what freedom costs. No needles, only balls. This is a great three hours, pal.
3: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm so flattered. Um, uh, the show is growing, but it's growing because I will not allow the Marxist mafia to chime in. I've, I've eliminated them from my life at all avenues, and I think that is the way forward because I do realize these are cultists. Now, you have recently stumbled upon the notion. That it is due to the fact they are in on this, they are in on it, and they believe it to be a deity. When you look, talk about government, and they are willing to buy everything they shovel out, and uh, where am I wrong? Have they not become, in essence, just Hare Krishna's, for lack of a better word, with better hairdos? Yeah, I don't
7: know if I knew, my new article dropped, but it's so funny. I submitted it to Newsmax, the religion of over-compliance and over-reliance. And I opened up, and I said, a new dominant religion exists in America beyond traditional Christianity, and that new religion is blind trust and faith in government. It's become the new normal. You know. And that's – look, if you go back to the roots of religion, it means to rebind. We're, we've been rebound to New Deal-like thinking because of a crisis pandemic. You know, Never let a – as Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste – I mean, not only that, they're not going to let a good crisis go away. And I think you can hear that from all your guests. Is like America is just visually fed up with being abused by the elites. That's really what's happening. And I think you're, at least you're going after politicians head on, man, because too many people aren't.
3: Oh, and I, I'm really kind of disappointed by the old-fashioned far-left, who was just as distrustful, just as disgusted of corporatist pay-to-play schemes that Big Pharma is now enriching themselves to the tune of trillions. So really, my hope for a brighter future is to get those old-fashioned people who called themselves those old-fashioned California hippies who wanted to live on organic food, who wanted to not trust the government, who wanted to be left alone, get them with the old-fashioned people steeped in American principles to write this corrupt organization we call an American government. It is systemic in its corruption, and I think they've done something brilliant, and I saw it with Obamacare. If you could subsidize enough people through the transition period of tyranny, you will get them to demand the corruption in a welfare state. People refuse to realize how many Republicans are subsidized for the fails of Obamacare. And I think that is the formula that they are now taking through the pandemic. They've now corrupted small businesses through the PPP loans. You've bought their capitulation because they got to sit home, too. Shut down. Get loans. They, you've got millions and millions, tens of millions of businesses that took loans they didn't know the disclosure to and had no idea. They continue to repeat. I got capitalists telling me, oh, it's free. What are you, out of your mind? It's, it's debt. What are you doing? And I think they've corrupted our society through a welfare system, through a cloaked welfare solution to a pandemic that they actually invested in. That's how, that's how I believe we've been overthrown what say you?
7: absolutely i think ppp is a gateway drug to edd and eventually thc my friend i mean we are we are a country living on the teeth there used to be a moment that there was a certain healthy shame a healthy shame about depending on the government for a short amount of time and my pastor said it best back in the old days when we weren't in nuclear families we were in a community somebody would go into the center of the community would be in the bucket and everybody else would come around but you could only be in the bucket for a little while you had to get out, let somebody else get in the bucket. You had to get strong. You, you could only stay there for a short amount of time. And that's how American society, that's how, before FEMA was out there, It's how we dealt with hurricanes. It's how Americans took care of Americans through federalism and localism. And now we've normalized being taken care of by the national government, which is a very, very scary premise because care from the big government doesn't involve love, but they, they sell it like there's love. Like oh we're doing this because no government doesn't love it consumes and it controls and that's that's it.
3: You know it's funny uh, this is the month where the third bribe from Obama or from Biden's um, first one point nine trillion dollar COVID bill comes out. It comes out this month. They get another thousand dollars on average when it was fourteen hundred fourteen hundred. This is the thousand. You've got programs that hit that are now giving people on uh, government welfare. Um, uh, an uptick in cable subscriptions, in Internet. There are now programs to get free computers while we have, you know, I have to buy mine and the rest of it. Isn't it kind of a, a, an understanding as to why 4.5 million people who were probably were in that income range between $150,000 and zero just walked away from their jobs last month to realize, hey, if you're going to tax me at 50%, but I can go on welfare programs that give me $70,000 worth of government cheese... Why go to work in the morning? And isn't that the kind of problem in the cancer that builds ghettos throughout our nation and yet people still can't learn from it?
7: Yeah, it is a slippery slope, isn't it? Because it runs throughout other things in the country and you can they're using vaccination as the key element. I mean, you can now have sex with a social or a prostitute to get vaccinated in New York in uh, some wait, wait, wait. of the I just am yes. hearing about this.
8: Can you Yeah, there's
7: uh, actually elaborate? a program. There's a program, you know, you can actually get free hotel time if you get COVID in New York. There's also a program that they're trying to do in exchange for sexual pleasure for vaccination in New York. So the slippery slope of this whole thing about relying on government, I mean, it's serious. And there were actually socialites and other people saying, oh, I'll, I'll pitch in. I'm Lonely Hearts Club. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll make love to the unclean for the cause. I mean, we're seeing a general degradation. Me... This is actually happening.
3: It does explain why they let Cuomo walk. I mean, what the hell did he do? If you're going to pay people <laughs> off with hookers, you know, I, I was offended when the kid got a Snickers bar in in in, uh, in grade school. Apparently, who wasn't a good negotiator, we could have got that kid lucky.
7: This is outrageous. Forget free beer, right? <laughs> but on a serious note, you're talking about this this general, you know, uh, degradation of uh, American pride, and individual freedom, and liberty. You allowed, you know, I was th- I was writing about this. There's a negative liberty, our space that is not, which has no invasiveness. But also, what is religion? Like, if government becomes a new religion, it provides, what is religion in its essence? Religion gives us mystical comfort through the natural, inherent certain uncertainty of our untapped potential, which involves risk to fail or succeed. And this whole system is is there to take that away and control what they can do. And that makes America, that makes us mediocre. We don't want those highs and lows. We want that, that trapped population that doesn't need to get in their cars anymore. They can get Uber, that can just live on the dole, that can stay home. It's better, it's more money, making more money, not working than working. Because then you can control the populace. So we have, you know, you have, that is actually happening. And you can see it in all the policies that are being pushed through in the United States right now. Uh, on a state level, all these new laws went through, 300 in Wisconsin, 770 in California. And none of them are about making us more free. They're about making us more controllable. You can look at almost every, particularly in Chicago. I mean, you guys, fortunately, you walked back that forced vaccination school announcement today. Uh, but we're, we're seeing that's rampant throughout the United States. It's a trend.
3: You know, I'm listening to you, and I'm remembering, I'm, uh, you know, I'm 54, although I look fantastic and ravishing. I'm 54. And I will say, back then in the 70s, you were ashamed. My mother could have got welfare. She used to walk around with this little red clicker so she knew she wouldn't be embarrassed at the cash register. Because it was was a shame to be on it. She wanted to work. She wanted to carry her own weight. This is something that everybody kind of experienced in my neighborhood. It wasn't a wealthy neighborhood, but it was a proud neighborhood. It was a neighborhood where fathers would go to work on the South Water Market at night to subsidize what their kids needed during the day. It was a a different caliber of American, but there was also among people who today's terms would have been considered uneducated. There was a philosophy of recognizing the problem with the Soviet Union. The problem with communist Cuba is that those people had been lured into a false faith of the most corrupt people among them called government. And that in those communists, in those Soviet societies, the the politician was a god and the people were a slave. I'm watching it happen in slow motion and it seems like zombies will not wake up as they're inundated with propaganda on one hand, I completely understand it. But the reality is how much abuse are they gonna take that you're walking around doing the same damn thing? We're a year in it, the failure has tripled at every statistic. When's enough enough in your opinion?
7: Yeah, it's fantastic. I think enough and enough is yesterday. Um, I think there's a backsliding in the, in the American population. Through that's supported by social media, who's supported by mainstream media, who's supported now by a, basically a cultural Marxist progressivism that is collectively saying, "Hey, America is essentially bad and must be controlled by us. We know better than you." That that is the message of shame and the fracture, and it goes deep to a psychological level. Like there's always somebody doing something to say that, hey, you have to make amends for your racism, your your vaxism, your Trumpism, your climatism, your inherently bad, rapacious, capitalistic people. And, you know, I love that about your show, how you open up with our attachment to money, because, you know, it's actually interesting. I don't – I, um, you know, have struggled to be very successful over many, many years, so a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And I love how you open up that show, because really in, in America – what we, what we get to is uh, in the Torah, in the Old Testament, it says that we have an obligation to wake up in the morning with joy and to clear out the rubble uh, from the evening because, you know, the negative ego will come up. We have to clear, up, clear our lives up for God and then to go out and succeed as radically as possible. Why? To bless other people. And there's this exponential thing about being an exceptional American. When you start really starting to shine, you get to, like, feed other families. You get to yeah. spread, you spread your business. You get to help it. That's exciting. And that conversation isn't even held in the left at all. There's nobody talking about, you know, how are we expressing the excellence of being American right now? Right now we're just hunkering down waiting for, you know, mommy and daddy to return our, our ability to work. Um, if I can, dude, I, I just wrote, you you just said something that I just want. Uh, this is from the article that we published Hasn't published hit yet, but you said exactly the paragraph that I was reading. I'd just like to mirror back to you to just show you that, what you're speaking to is just the essence of what's going on, if I may. Yeah. It's, it's time to awaken from the trance. Government is a vehicle of control, not love. From the Faustian government bargain remains the selling of the American soul. This is the essence of weakness, the nanny state, the growing soft socialism, soft fascism, and hard communism. It's radically un-American. It brings childlike abdication of personal awareness and responsibility. Backed by a post-Trump, leftist, hysteria-based groupthink, cancel, and consequence culture are these existential threats. The unfaithful shall be thrown out of the pack. The ostracism is immature, deliberate, and and, and anathema to Americanism. You know, it's exactly what you were saying off yeah. the top of your head and your tongue. I mean, there are people like us that are like, hey, this is so off the rational bent of where and who we are as Americans. And I appreciate you, buddy.
3: Oh, I, I, I really, I'm very flattered. Thank you very much. I, I, I want to say this before I let you go because I know you're, you're busy. I want to say this. I've never been afraid. I've been broke three times in my life, bankrupt, busted, done. But I always had that confidence of being free. And even when I was broke, I woke up that day and said, okay, I'm, I'm free. i got to figure it out again. What I cherish more than any money is the idea that somewhere in my lineage, my grandkid, my great-grandkid will have that same opportunity. Because when you were an American in my world, you were rich, not because of the money, but because you had unfettered freedom for your future. Why are these people so willing to condemn generations to yet be born under the idea of free fracking cable and free health care, which sucks, by the way, in case you can't figure it out, these doctors are guessing they don't know their dairy air from a hole in the ground. When in the hell are these Americans going to go back to those old-fashioned, what would be considered uneducated, who didn't need government and who demanded that they lived in a representative republic rather than a ruled Soviet system? I'm waiting for the damn day, and I'm hoping it comes from the people who have been oppressed the most, the Illinoisans, the New Yorkers, the New Jerseys, and the Californians. Do you think I'm crazy optimistic, or do we stand a chance?
7: I think you're dead on. In the words of the great Joe Biden on the 4th of 2022, there are a lot of reasons to be hopeful in 2020, Sean.
3: (laughs) I love it. Well, listen, Judd, I so appreciate you joining me. Please tell the people where they can find your work. I know you're in Newsmax. I know you've got the show, but plug yourself, will you?
7: You, uh, Always a pleasure, buddy. Come over and talk to to us in Los Angeles as well. Uh, JuddDunning.com, JuddDunning.com, or follow me at Twitter, at JuddDunning. You can get to our book, our radio show, our videos, and our articles there. It's always an honor and a pleasure, and God bless, Sean.
3: He is my California connection and my friend, Judd Dunning. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this.
6: Now you're talking, kid. Now you're talking. Much better
3: time. Much better character of people. Sorry, it's just the truth. So I've got, um, I monitor a lot of news. I monitor a lot of Chicago news. Some of it I'm so disgusted with, and this is a flaw I have. I don't want to constantly bring it up because it's just disgusting and disgraceful, and we know it. We know it. You watch it. You live it. We all do. But there are attacks going on right now. And by the way, I watched the video. This is, these are clearly CPS students. And the answer that we constantly have is to continue to reward these scourge among us. I call all people of all colors, of all religions, of all creeds. I judge them by character. I call people like this cockroaches. Not just because it's the perfect description, but cockroaches are one of the few insects that are cannibals. They eat their own. What you're seeing in these hellhole ghettos run by the Marxist mafia is a cannibalism. I want you to hear this. A
11: brutal attack on a 69-year-old man captured on camera just a day after Christmas in the uptown neighborhood.
3: By the way, they're all people of the same race.
10: We can't have those people on the street.
11: Two male suspects following the victim near Kinmore and Argyle around nine at night. One of the two offenders kicks the man to the ground. We're not showing you what happens next due to its graphic nature.
3: They stomped his head. They kicked his face in. That's what they're not showing you, which I don't know why. they should show everybody. this is the reality of what it's like to live in that Marxist mafia stronghold sewer run by the dimwit and her 50 thieves called Alderman. But
11: the video goes on to show the males repeatedly kicking the victim in the head. They pause for a moment to go through his pockets, and then the kicking continues. Just when the victim,
3: by the way, they 're all dolled up in their expensive costume, their three hundred dollars sneakers, all dolled up twenty eight thousand a year in their pretend education to enrich the communists called teachers, the scam goes on, and what 's going to be the answer you 're going to like this
11: thought the beating was over, his attackers returned. This all took place near a stretch of restaurants and shops. We showed this video to people
10: in Uptown this afternoon. The day after Christmas, I'm wondering why, why it's like this and, and why anyone would think that that's okay to do to somebody.
6: It's unfortunate that, you know, people are suffering from crime, um, especially someone who's elderly, you think people would have respect.
3: Please say the offenders got away with the... Ma- now, they're not suffering from crime. They're victimized by predators, by people who have been subsidized to the tune of 70000 a year who get free cable, who get free education, who get free health care, who get computers and walking around money. And by the way, the Biden administration just upped food stamps to $1,000 again.
11: ...and's belongings. The victim refused medical attention. It's unclear if this was a random robbery or he was targeted. Uptown residents say they're concerned about
10: crime in their neighborhood. I always be aware, you know, with my surroundings, you know, but, uh, I just look out, you know, I, I do worry a little bit now seeing something like that.
2: I think people need jobs so that they don't have to, you know, get violent to get what they need for their own personal.
3: That's a Chicago Democrat. They don't want jobs, stupid. And people without jobs, without money, still are not predators. And until you penalize the predators, you will breed more of them. You keep incentivizing, you keep rewarding, and you will get more of them, dummy. But you're the kind of moron that votes Democrat and then pretends to be a victim of circumstance. Maybe if there were just more jobs, there are nothing but jobs, stupid. Maybe if there was just more backbone, if there was just more penalty for the predator scum we keep rewarding through welfare cheese, there'd be less roaches, maybe
2: families
11: police say no one is in custody but there are several security cameras in this area that could help police with their investigation
3: and what happens if they are in custody over 150 that you caught 72 hours before they shot somebody else you let out with nothing nothing 150 just shootings how many carjackings we'll never know how much is enough Throw out every rat Democrat. You want a good society? Get rid of the mafia party. Simple. It's not a political party. It is an organized crime family. But it does explain why developers throw $5,000 fundraisers for Lori Lightfoot in her man costume. Doesn't it? She should be run out of town on a rail. And until you prosecute the predators, you will get more. And you will get more victims. And they don't care about their race or their religion or their creed or their job title or their wealth, because they're being rewarded for being cockroaches. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I'll be
8: back. You know,
3: I'm thinking if if you're watching, you know, if there were people watching that guy get his head kicked in by those kids. Have, have they just become so afraid of kids, or is it just that they're afraid of what? I, I don't understand. That's the beauty of my old neighborhood. If you saw that going down, those kids would be dragged around on a meat hook. That's how you solve that problem. Kira Elgin.
2: So, Sean, uh, thank you. Listening to you gives me an outlet for my death wish for fantasy. Um, I grew up in humble. Park. That's the beauty of Malrose Park.
3: Nobody called the police but the perpetrators. The last thing you want to do is break into a guy's house in Malrose Park. I had a friend of mine get locked up. You know why? Guy broke into his house. He didn't know he was home. This guy was a a tough son of a gun. He gave him a beating second to none, chained him to a radiator for three days, put him outside and would throw water on him in the winter. Three days. Finally lets the guy go. The guy ran to the police department, said, I broke into this guy's house. He kidnapped me. Sure enough, they charged him with kidnapping. But I'll tell you what, he didn't break into another house in Melrose Park, so my buddy had to take it on the chin. But we all put his bail money together and his lawyer fees. Worked out for the best neighborhood. Go ahead.
2: Well, Sean, if I, if I took my concealed carry gun and used it, I would be the one most likely arrested and held by authorities, unlike these thugs.
3: Yeah. Well, it's the city of Chicago. Just get in your car, fire off, seven more shots in the air, and no one will catch you. Don't worry. You've got to think like a Chicagoan, for God's sakes. Or you, quick, you join a gang. Then you're for sure never going to get caught. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Of course, you will be a contributor to an alderman in your district for the first time ever. Jeremy Riverside.
9: Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, buddy. well I was to tell you, you know, I stopped at Walgreens and I was uh, told them I wanted to get the COVID vaccine, if they could get the, the insert for the vaccines, so I could see what the adverse effects and the testing was. And they told me they don't receive that from the manufacturer because, you know, all the vaccines go to a distribution hub and then it gets shipped out from the distribution hub. And I asked them, don't you have to have informed consent to take medication? No. And she said, yeah, that's a law. And I said, how can I give you informed consent if, the, you know, you don't give me the information on the vaccine? And she said, well, we just have you sign a box. And I said, well, how is that informed consent? How are people just signing it? And she says, because people are afraid and, and it's out of fear that they're signing this. And I said, but does that make any sense? And she said, well, you know, the information changes every day. So that's why we're not giving you anything.
3: Jeremy, you remember watching. Well, now it's crazy. Every commercial, there's a new ad for a new antidepressant. There's a new ad for some new medication. And at the end, they get that real fast talker. And at the end, all you hear is oily stool. And you say, I am going to buy that. Can you imagine if they gave you the real possibilities of side effects? From, <laughs> from enlarged heart to heart attack, to the girls and the menstruation problems they're having, to the blood clots, to the young girls who, for a period of time, not only have Bell's palsy and other symptoms. Can you imagine if they gave that? You wouldn't get all these people in on the lie you got to get them in on the line, Jeremy. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy you were able to ask those questions, and I'm happy they didn't pin you down and give it to you like you were a student in New York and your teacher gave you the vaccine. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Love the call. Uh, Kurt Brookfield.
7: Hey, good evening, Sean. 26 years in law enforcement. And I am so disgusted at where is the outrage for this poor sergeant, female sergeant in Bradley that was executed by this criminal that should have been behind bars. They don't want to let you know what happened to her. Let's post her body cam so you can show the brutality of what these animals are out there that we don't care about unless it's someone else,
6: law enforcement, killing someone. You know, they have on the body, body camera, she got shot in the arm. She could not move her gun arm. The guy went up, first pointed a Glock at her with the extended mag. It jammed. He takes her gun and blows her head off.
7: Where's the governor? Where's the outrage? from all these liberals sean this is what's disgusting good people like us are out there doing the fight and we get nothing
3: kurt stay safe will you number one and i couldn't agree more with you and i'm optimistic and take solace in this there is the the county prosecutor who's asked for the feds to come in to implement the death penalty it needs to be done while reading this story i had to stop reading it for a while i've got the clip i am going to play it because you called and because we're all hoping that you stay safe no matter what i'm going to tell you what brother don't get out of the fracking car, give them what they want. You want defunded the police? All right, then you Kurt, stay in your car because your kids need you more than the sewer rats that are going to shoot you in the face while you're begging.
2: New details are emerging from last week's deadly shooting in South Suburban Bradley that claimed the life of a police sergeant and critically wounded her partner. That sergeant pleading for her life in the moments before the gunman opened fire. WGN's Julian Cruz is at the Kankakee County Courthouse with details.
8: Good evening. Both suspects are in custody. One of the suspects making an appearance this afternoon before a Kankakee County judge where we learn more about a deadly struggle for a weapon during last week's terrible incident at a nearby motel.
7: Sergeant Ritmanick was pleading with them to just leave. You don't have to do this. Please just go.
8: The final moments of Sergeant Marlene Ritmanick's life described during today's Kankakee County Courthouse hearing.
7: Darius Sullivan then chased Sergeant Ritmanick down the hallway of the hotel and pinned her up against the door.
8: Kankakee County prosecutor Jim Rowe describing the life and death struggle last week when Bradley police tried to take this man, Darius D. Sullivan, into custody on the outstanding arrest warrants for What are you gonna do? You gonna send him away? You're gonna send him away, pay seventy thousand to feed his stupid ass?
3: Is that what you're gonna do? This is why my message, and I got a nephew, it's a Chicago copper. I got friends that are coppers on the job right now. Don't get out of the car especially if you're in neighborhoods that want to defund you. Don't get out of the car. It's not worth it. This woman's life was worth a thousand of the roaches that shot her. A thousand. It's, a, it's an outrage. And they should call for the death penalty and the court should be swift. And maybe our Congress should have an investigation. Because a night in the ghetto hellholes created by government around Illinois and Chicago specifically are a lot worse than the day of January 6th. No matter what Chucky Schumer and the rats tell you. 312 642 The story is beyond sickening. Beyond sickening. And the first thing they did was pump out the slip and fall defense attorney. Oh, she's a mother of two and pregnant. Yeah, well, she helped kill the cop. Let
8: her have the baby then cook her. They're failing to appear in court.
7: They stood over Sergeant Ripmanick as she lay on the floor, already having been shot once. Darius Sullivan fired two shots from what we believe was Sergeant Ritmanick's service weapon, striking Sergeant Ritmanick in or about the throat and or neck.
8: The fatal shots investigators say fired after Darius Sullivan first pulled a trigger on Sergeant Marlene Ritmanak's partner, Officer Tyler Bailey, critically wounding the patrolman in the head. Assisting in the effort, according to prosecutors, was alleged accomplice Zandria Harris, who, according to investigators, tried. I'm telling you Republicans out there, not all of you
3: scumbags. You rat bastards that are in on the video gaming and the pot. I hope you get thrown out of office just as much as these Democrat scum that enabled these predators in our society to thrive. But you new people that want to jump in. You run on law and order, and don't you be afraid. And if you don't win, then get the hell out of anywhere that would stoke these predator scum and enrich them and promise them, if you just had a good job, you'd be a good person. No, you wouldn't. You were born a scumbag, you'll die a scumbag. And you'll probably do better than the honest man working in the hellhole sewer of redistribution of misery like Illinois. Mike,
6: Southside. Hi, uh, Sean. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and thanks. Happy New Year.
3: Happy New Year, bro. Uh, oh,
6: thanks. I want to give two points about the cop killing in Kentucky worth mentioning. Uh, first off, kudos to De- uh, Dan Proft
10: and WIND, because Dan Proft was the first to tell us the full story of what happened about that incident. And I think uh, he deserves a lot of praise for that. And second, I-, I think that the reporting of the incident just shows you how evil the uh, mainstream media is. Because I I, I listened to, I, I watched uh, CBS Chicago last night, and I, I practically threw up. Because uh, the reporter claimed, oh, we're just learning new details about this incident. And they knew the whole time, but they didn't want to report it because they have an anti-police agenda. And they're they're, they're,
3: they're victimizing honest people. Honest people in all neighborhoods now are afraid because they are protecting predators. The predators have the attention of law. How many of these people, did you see this kid's rap sheet? This kid should have been locked up and never allowed out just like the other kids that go on shooting sprees that are arrested for gun violations hours before. And they promise they're going to come back, and they never come back. And in the meantime, they wreak mayhem. and cause. It's, it's a hard time to be an honest person in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. It's a hard time to be an honest working man when the government has decided who its favorite citizen is, and it's the scum among us. Stay safe, Mike. I appreciate the call very much. Uh, let's see. Go to Kelly on the south side. Hey, Kelly. Hello?
2: Hi. Hi.
9: Go ahead. Uh, I talk. You, talk. you know, I...
2: I <clears throat> sorry. Um, you know, you're talking about predators, and they're all over everywhere, but I just did a quick search of my zip code for registered sex offenders, and I live in a great neighborhood. There's 2,319 registered sex offenders within, in that zip code. What's the recidivism (laughs) rate
3: for sex offenders? Do you know? I do. 99%. 99%. I used to have a guy that would contact me on Twitter, but I remembered his name because he lived in Elmwood Park. He was a registered sex offender. I said, I'm going to get political nuance from a molester, Mm -hmm. from a child rapist, and what does the government do? It tries to make it so that landlords have to rent to them, that these Mm -hmm. people have to, that employers can't ask about their criminal record. So you've made it very comfortable to be a scumbag in these Democrat hellholes. And in there lies the problem, Kelly. And I know you got kids. I saw what you originally called about. And what you need to do to owe it to your kids is make yourself uncomfortable and get the hell out of that neighborhood that would gladly move them in. I'm sorry I feel that way. But I grew up in an era... When sex offenders were not coddled, they were intimidated, and they were afraid to leave their house instead of the good people and their kids. It was a much better time and a much more honest society that wanted to stoke lawfulness and freedom, and it wanted to squash the predators instead of the new America where the predators reap the rewards and get to kick your head in, take your money, take your car. What's the point of even having a good car, a good lifestyle when you're just victim, and then you're re-victimized by the law that is supposed to be your shield instead of their spear. It's disgraceful. Is this? We got a New York listener, Mel. Hi,
6: New York. Yes, uh, good, good evening, Sean. Good evening, Mel. Yeah, I, I wanted to call.
9: I take I an take, uh, issue with the way that you uh, refer to uh, Chuck Schumer. All you're right. giving this guy too much credence. <laughs> we here in New York refer to Chuck Schumer as Chuck the Schmuck. Stuma.
3: you it's know my, I, I, I have i have to tell you i go to a cigar store here and they're guys from all over but the east coast guys from new york they completely get it and there was this rumor that all oh, new yorkers are going to move to florida and they're going to make it blue you people have lived with the most corruption the biggest stupidity as much as illinoisans you my brother are a brother in servitude and i want to thank you for calling by the way I've called them that before, but you know it's a radio show, brother. I don't know what I can get away with, but I
9: totally
7: don't, don't. hold back, my man. We'll, no, do we're going to slip it in. There. I'm going to do a real. Let them down at DC. I'll, you know just the way that you hear.
3: I'll do Chucky Schmucky. Okay. See this way, it's fast. Nobody can That's hear it. it. Chucky Schmucky. Thank you very much, Mel. <laughs> Mel. Keep listening. You made my night. I appreciate it very much. How much time I got, kid? Thirty seconds. I got to go to my Melrose Parker. Mike.
9: Hey, Sean. Good to hear you on the radio. You, too. Hey, you know what? Seconds. The sad thing is this: this cop killer, this Darius kid, is going to be a celebrity in prison because he's a cop killer. He'll That's be right, he'll be riding around on, on
6: dude's shoulders. I for- love it. He'll be it, it'll be like juicy Smoye. It's like
3: sending me to hedonism. All right, I'll be back in 21 hours. I want to appreciate everybody who's on the line. Sorry, I didn't get to you. We'll be back tomorrow.